Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hey guys, this is Henry from New Jersey calling about a game company called Zynga, Z N G A. Invest Talk. Over 28 million downloads and counting. Hey, this is Carl from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, need to get your uh, opinion on uh, BTG. Your participation makes it unique. 888 99Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. Uh, thank you for being with me today. I appreciate it. Um, this is what, January 28th, 2021. And on today's program and podcast, we're going to give you, you know, the same thing we give you every day, independent thinking and shared success. That is our mission statement. So this is, this is what we do to try to assure you that we're going to give you the absolute facts that we have them, that we can share, how we come to these things, where we get this information, how to, we try to validate it for you. And give you a commentary on whatever questions you have, on stock questions or whatever. And, you know, trying to be as honest as we can, realizing that some of the facts that we get can be, you know, interpreted in different ways. You know, like, for instance, when I talk about next year's earnings, that is an estimate. I don't know for sure, but that's what the experts say they're going to earn. But the experts are very often wrong. But we try to give you the, the most accurate information that we can get, and it's all up to date. So that's what we try to do every day. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, we encourage you to contact us, Justin and I, anytime you can. We want to hear any investment questions you have. You can get, you, you, you drive the show where you want it to go. Uh, anything financial, we'll talk about. Um, so right now, during the live streaming program, we're live 4 to 5 Pacific time. You can call and, and get online with us live. But you also can call anytime you want. Leave, the, leave a question on our anytime listener line number. 888-99-CHART is the number. 888-992-4278. So let's all go ahead and get right to the first question. Hey guys, this is Henry from New Jersey calling about a game company called Zynga, Z-N-G-A. They have positive earnings and they've done pretty well with some recent acquisitions. I'm interested in it for my kid's account, just not sure when a good entry point would be. Thanks for all your advice. Cheers. Okay, Zynga is the name of the company. Uh, it is, let me, come on. Okay, uh, it's a, a blank check company. Well, no, it's not. That's not Zynga. That's NGA. Forget, didn't put the Z in front of it. Zynga, developer of social games accessible to players worldwide via social networks and mobile platforms. It's a $10.6 billion company, so it would be a large cap company. Uh, it does about $500 million in sales a quarter. But it's been growing those sales to that level 40, 50% for the last year and a half or so. So it's growing quite fast. It makes money, it's made money for the last five years. It's going to make 37 cents a share this year, which would be the biggest year ever. Last year only made four cents a share. 
Next year, it's going to make $0.39. Cents. It's a $9.95 stock, so that's like a 30 P.E. Okay, I'm maybe a little less than 30. Um, uh, debt is very low. Return on equity is very poor at 2%. Uh, cash flow is very weak at 12% per share. Management owns 9%. That's good. Uh, mutual funds are net buyers. The stock has been rising from, what, around $3 or so a couple years ago to now $10. So it's been rising slowly. When do you get into this stock? When would be a good time to buy it? Now, yeah, let me go over here to the charts. So when, when you, I always, you know, we like to use charting to tell us when to get in and out of something. And this stock uh, looks like it's, it went down for months from August to December or so. Then it started rising in December. And right now it's at its old high. I'd wait for a pullback back to the $8 area, that $9.85. I'd wait for that next pullback. That's what I would do on Zynga, Z-N-G-A. Okay. On this program podcast, I'll do my best to provide unbiased answers. That's what we do to all your financial questions. And I know you want strategies to help deal with, you know, the market volatility. You've seen how volatile it's been this week. And, of course, there's always that uncertainty out there. So that's what we're here for. And you, all you have to do is call and ask questions. 888-99-CHART. C-H-A-R-T. 888-99-CHART. Today's trivia question. A supplemental analyst tool which can reveal problems in a company's fundamentals before they arise on the income statement. That's going to be my trivia question today. They come up, we always ask that halfway through the show. So how'd the market do today? Well, it was up. The Dow ended up 300 points. It was much bigger than that midday, but it ended up 300 points, up 67 points for the NASDAQ, up 37 points for the S&P 500. So a pretty decent size up day after a pretty decent size down day yesterday. And there certainly was a lot of volatility in the last couple of days. So, you know, I think we're just going to get used to it. And as I've said before, it's going to have to get used to it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have only one goal here. One more day left of the week, too. Uh, and, you know, we realize that one, this is the last trading day of the month of January, first month of the year, 2021. So things are moving pretty fast, as they usually do. Keep in mind that that the continuing uncertainty, the tasks of building your financial future and building in some financial freedom in that future always, always continues. You can't stop. So, your goal of financial freedom will require information and effective strategies. And hopefully we can provide that for you. That's what we're here for. Your participation is important in the program. And it will help you as well. You can ask any question you want, as long as it's financial. We're live, 888-99-CHART. It's a new year, and building your financial future takes information and commitment. So you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. Call Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Richard in Walnut Creek. Richard. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 
thank you. Uh, I was hoping you could help me with uh, GRBK. I picked this one up actually from your program. I picked it cheaper than what it is right now. Um, mm. um, but I'm a bit nervous about them offering shares. Um, they've done that recently, a few days ago, and the stock went down. I don't like companies offering shares frequently. I've, I've owned a couple of companies that done that, and it, they didn't end up uh, being a good investment. So yeah. I wanted to make sure, I wanted to, to know what you think about it. I yeah, like whenever, the numbers otherwise, value uh, and the growth. Okay. When everybody, whenever a company issues additional shares, they're diluting you, the current shareholder. So it's a dilution. Why are they issuing the shares are very important. Why are they doing Because Obviously, they're trying to get more money, but what are they doing with the money? Are they buying other companies or building a factory? What are they doing with the money? This is Green Brick, Green Brick Partners, Inc., GRBK, headquarters in Plano, Texas, owns, develops, and sells land and builds single-family homes in Dallas, Atlanta, markets, uh, you know, in Georgia. So it's a home builder and buys land as a home builder. They're making money. They've made money for many years. They made $1.16 a share in 2019. Their estimated 2020 earnings is $2.23 a share. And then next year, $2.83 a share. And it's a $20 stock. So it's a fairly fairly low-priced stock. Return equity is 12%, which is kind of light. Sales growth has been pretty strong, 30% or so, 25 to 30% for the last you know eight quarters. So the sales growth has been pretty strong. But you probably have seen the move. I, I'm thinking time to move out of these building builder kind of stocks. I, I think it's time because you know the mortgages rates are at the lowest. You know, it's been doing pretty well for some time and we're moving past uh, uh, the peak in the in the housing market, I think. So I think the prices, even though they're going to earn more money in the future, I think the, that's already built into the price of these kinds of stocks. So if it was me, I'd probably go ahead and take my profits and leave, Richard. What I would probably do. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay, my focus point today concerns a story about signs you have a bad retirement, a bad retirement plan. Not a retirement, but a bad retirement plan. There's signs. So what can you do? How do you recognize that? So there are alternatives, and we'll talk about some of those. Other topics I might want to talk about if we get to them today. Uh, GDP in the fourth quarter. We had the first numbers out. Uh, what does GDP look like next year? How about for the full year in 2020? What was our GDP annualized? Because we had a big down quarter, not a big up quarter. But what was it overall for the year? And what is the estimate for next year? Um, did you see Australian regulators say that Google Google, is, uh, is hurting competition? And what do they want to do about that? And I, I think we need to talk about that because, you know, it's not just Australia. Finally, uh, win, it's a win-win situation for the banks by giving away billions of dollars to charity. Now, how can that be a win-win for the banks? 
win-win for win for you know the charities charitable institutions and a win for the banks how can that be a win for the banks they're giving away billions of dollars in charity so we'll talk about that those are the things i hope we can get to but of course you come first your calls always come first so please make them um keep it let's see let's see what are we on um Okay, 2021 is well underway. As we know, first month is through, and there are going to be many changes this year. Okay, so I want to take a minute to make you aware of some of the benefits Justin Klein and I offer uh, our clients at investments through our company, KPP Financial. First, we're based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange, California. That's between San Diego County and L.A. County. That's where that is. Um. Thanks to technology, we can review your portfolio and offer strategy guidance anywhere in the United States, even outside the United States. So if you want that kind of free service, we'll do that for you. And keep in mind that our Invest Talk, that on Invest Talk at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And we also, also practice parallel investing, meaning I buy the same things for myself as I do for my clients. Same price, same percentage of the portfolios, and all five of our programs. So if you're interested in that, I mean, uh, you should always have your money manager buying the same things for themselves as for you. But most of them don't. The vast majority of them don't. Almost all of them don't. I don't know why. Well, I do know why the big boys don't. Can't do that because, you know, they're so diverse in so many offices around the country. But, you know, I think they should. If you want to talk to us, send us a message to investtalk.com. You can send us an email. We'll be happy to take a look at your portfolio, talk about anything financial you want to talk about. Again, we're in you know Irvine, California, Orange County. And there's no obligation to talk to us, to have us take a look at your portfolio. We don't try to talk into any investment. So, be happy to talk to you. And give us a call live, too, right now, 888-99-CHART, like Gene did in North Carolina. How you doing, Gene? Thanks for taking my call, Steve. Um, my question concerns convertible bonds. And uh, I know that a lot of companies, I believe, are offering convertible bonds because they know people are kind of reaching for different sources of income. And it deals with whether or not when, if a company offers convertible bonds and they eventually will convert to stocks, shares of stocks, does that also dilute the existing shareholder? Yes, it does. It will. Yes. Right after the break, I'll talk about it a little bit more, but we got, we'll got we talk about convertible bonds right after the break. I'll finish. Uh, so, you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and for investors, give me a call. 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99 Chart. So, Gene, thanks for holding. Uh, Gene asked before the break about convertible bonds. First, let's discuss what a quickly what a convertible bond is, or at least define it. It's a bond that will eventually convert into shares of stocks of that company. 
So it's a corporate bond and will convert into shares of stocks. Now, the, the triggers to make that conversion happen can be defi- is defined and can be almost anything. I mean, it can, you know, many times it, you, there's a time frame. You've got to do it within a certain period of time. Many times there's a price associated with the stock. But, but it's just, it's all, simply put, it's just a bond you're buying that you get, in, you get yield on and you can eventually convert it into stocks. And Gene asked, does that dilute, when it converts into stock, does that dilute the, the existing shareholders? And the answer is yes. Meaning there may be 30 million shares outstanding and you might have convertible bonds of uh, you know, a million shares outstanding. That could be eventually converted into shares. That means there'll be 31 million shares outstanding at some point if they convert them. Many many convertibles don't have to convert, or it makes no sense to convert, depending on the price of the stock. Gene, does that so, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. So just like a company that might offer a secondary offering or third uh, additional offering, to be aware of if you hold these shares of these companies already, that your your earnings may be diluted. If, Exactly. If they offer a lot of convertible bonds. Exactly. That's exactly. So yeah. you kind of want to know how many are out there you know, that can be converted at some point. Thanks for the call, Gene. That was very good. Thank you. My focus point today concerns a story looking at the signs you have a bad retirement plan. Now, many of us have 401ks. That's a commercial, that is a private business um, retirement plan, right? We know that. Uh, there's 403Bs, 457s, there's pension plans, there's all kinds of retirement plans. And you should, maybe you work for somebody or a company or a private uh, uh, charity group or something that doesn't have a retirement plan. But that doesn't mean you, you can't set up your own because you can. Now, most, if you can tell you have a bad one if the employer does not offer any matching funds. In other words, if you put money into your 401k or 403b or 457 plan, you put in 3% of your salary or 7% of your salary and the employer puts in zero, well, you can tell right there that's a bad plan because they should contribute. They should because many of them do. I don't know the percentage to do, but many of them do. Many of them will contribute up to 4%. They'll match up to 4%. You put in 4%, they'll put in 4%. You put in 5%, they won't put in anything, or maybe another half a percent. You put in 10%, they'll only put in 4 or 5%. That's their limit. But that's when you know you don't have a great plan. And therefore, you may not want to contribute to that plan, but you still need to set up your own retirement. You can set up your own IRA, either Roth IRA or regular IRA. Now, the problem with that is you can only put a limited amount of money in these things. IRAs is not nearly as much as a 401k, but if they don't match, you want to you want to max out your IRA, and then if you have you can you then you put money into your 401k if they don't match. If they have a matching plan. You keep putting money in that 401k, 403b, up to whatever they're going to match. If they'll match dollar for dollar for up to the limit, I think it's 18000 then you do it because it's free money, free money. Now, that's just whether or not the plan is good or not, okay, because there's also what we call health savings accounts out there. 
So if your company does not match, where your 401k does not match, then once you once you max out your IRA, you might want to you you know open up and use a health savings account. That money can be withdrawn and pay, and you can use that to pay for medical bills in the future or that year, this year. But that money goes tax free, and the money put in there is tax free. So that's a good place to put some storage of money. Okay. Now, of course, you can also use a taxable brokerage account for all extra money that you have. You know, but you know, you want to first uh, max out the the non-taxable accounts if you can. So, anytime that you have a plan through your employer, whoever it is, and they don't match, that's a red flag. Is this not a very good plan? Remember, they 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 limit. Many times, that even though they're getting better, they limit your choices in these retirement plans and choices of investment. You know, they give you a certain set of mutual funds. You, generally speaking, are not the best. So you're already starting, be, you know, with a little disadvantage there. So, anyway, that's what you should be thinking about. Okay, in the world of corporate finance and accounting, the ability to understand financial statements is essential, especially for investors who are evaluating a company. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Are you aware of the supplemental analyst tool known as free cash flow? FCF, free cash flow. And what can F, free cash flow reveal about a problem in a company, in the company fundamentals? After the break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to give me all your investment questions. 888-99-CHART. Good advice. Spread your money around. Stick to a well-thought-out plan for carefully divvying up your money so no single calamity will destroy your portfolio. Want to talk about it? 888-99-CHART is how to get through right now. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Before the break, I had a trivia question and it was all about free cash flow, FCF. Free cash flow. You'll see sometimes expressed in FCF, and you'll go, what does that mean? Well, it means free cash flow. Okay, so what is free cash flow? I can put it in really simple terms. It's the money left over after paying bills. Now, there's a little caveat to that. It's not that simple. But free cash flow reconciles net income by adjusting for non-cash expenses Changes in working capital and capital expenditures, CapEx. However, as a supplemental tool for analysts, free cash flow can reveal problems in the fundamentals of the company before they really arise or you see them on the income statement. Some investors prefer free cash flow per sh- or free cash flow per share over earnings per share. It kind of measures profitability because it removes non-cash items from the income statement. Non-cash items are like depreciation. 
you know, you have a bunch of equipment and you depreciate it every year. Well, that kind of distorts earnings. Okay, so because free cash flow accounts accounts for changes in working capital, it can provide, you know, insights, really important insights to the value of the company. For instance, a decrease in accounts payable. In other words, accounts payable, you know, that decrease in that could mean that the vendors are requiring faster payment. You, in other words, the vendors that you're buying stuff from to make your products or whatever, they're requiring you to pay them faster. Why would that happen? Maybe they don't trust you. Maybe they're scared of your business model. or Maybe they're afraid you're not going to survive. They want their money now. Or a decrease in accounts receivables. Remember, that was accounts payable, the one I just said. How about a, a decrease in accounts receivable? Could mean the company is collecting cash from its customers quicker. Do you think customers want to pay faster? Or are you forcing them to pay faster? Are you pressuring them because you're having a cash crunch? See, this is what I mean. It could give you a little bit of insight. An increase in inventory could indicate a building of stockpile of unsold products. In other words, you're, 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 you're putting money out to build inventory and it's building? Why would you have that? You don't want, you want your inventory to go out and be sold. So it can help you. Fee cash flow can help you kind of figure out what the company's doing, what the profitability is happening. Uh, you know, so that's what it's, impo- it's important. That's why it's important to know. And of course, there's limitations and benefits of free cash flow analysis. It's not, you know, it's not answering all the questions. And if you want more details, you can go to Investopedia. They'll give you all kinds of details on what free cash flow is all about. We're going to go to Kurt in Phoenix. Kurt, Hi, are you there? I just have a quick question on uh, Albertson's companies. Um, I've been a stockholder since September, and it's been doing good. I just uh, saw some uh, 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 downgrades uh, over the last couple of days, and uh, just curious on your thoughts about the downgrades even after uh, good earnings and compared to, you know, Boeing, where they're still getting uh, upgrades on the stock when they don't make not making the the numbers for this quarter or this year. So are you talking about Boeing? Uh, yeah, I was just out to Albertsons a downgrade, and then uh, 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 about okay. Boeing uh, getting okay. upgraded after. Okay, training. so Boeing, everybody, we all know that what happened with the COVID and the non-flying uh, people not flying, and therefore no one buying planes. Everybody canceling the orders for planes. And, of course, Boeing also had the 737 MAX issue, which lasted two-plus years. So Boeing has had their problems, and earnings are going down. I mean, in their heyday in 2018, they made $16 a share. 2019, they lost $3.47. This most recent year, 2020, they're going to lose $23.24 a share. They'll recover this year to $0.55 cents a share, which is not very much. And then even in 2022, only $5.80 is what they think they're going to make, $5.80 a share, and it's a $197 stock. 
That's a 40 PE based on next year's possible earnings. So it's still scary, right? I mean, the stock got as high as $446 in 2019. It's now 197. So $446, that mean, that's because they got made $16 a share the year before, per share, $16. They're only going to make $580 next year. That's the estimate. So, you know, I, I think it's still expensive. For me, it's still expensive. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. It's, I, I'm, and to be really honest, I think I mentioned this before, I'm not a big believer in airline stocks. I really am not. And Boeing, of course, related to that. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, GDP in the fourth quarter of 2020 came in at 4% growth. Full year, full year GDP, the GDP for the U.S. shrank 3.5%. Now, remember, you got to remember, quarter three, it rose 33%, but then quarter two, it fell something like that much, too, so... <clears throat> Excuse me. So the overall year, the GDP for it shrank three point five percent. Okay. Um, so the fourth fourth quarter was driven by consumer spending. Pretty much, that's what drove it. Drove it up. Quarter three, consumer spending was about forty one percent. Spending by businesses. For the fourth quarter, it was up 25%. So there were some reasons why we had a good recovery. But what about next year and the year after, this year and next year? What about GDP growth there? I, I think you're going to see some surprise numbers. Uh, I think the IMF said that uh, uh, targeted us like 5% plus growth this year. So we'll see how that works out. But, you know, we've had a very strange 2020 when we purposely shut down our economy and then tried to regroup and then had another bout of the COVID that we're still dealing with. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it's been a strange year. Then huge government spending, which is not even done yet. You figure the government, the, the new Biden administration is promising much more spending. So we don't know what that's going to do. Oh, we do know it will increase uh, debt. I mean, we have huge debt. You know, it's going to increase six to nine trillion dollars in over the these next couple last year and this year. That's a huge amount of debt increase. Okay, and our debt was what twenty one trillion. Now it's going to be close to thirty. That's a lot. It's just a lot. 888-99-CHART. Let's see if we can squeeze in another question caller from a caller. 888-99-CHART is the number. Hello, Steve or Justin. Love the show. I'm a long-time listener now. Okay, so I had a question for you. Digital Turbine, APPS. There's uh, another podcast I listen to when I've gone through all yours first, and they highly recommend this one. So I put it on my watch list, but then I noticed the PE is... 177.36, and I'm wondering why they recommend it with such a high PE. Um, if you could take a look at it and let me know if it's a good thing for future growth, I'd appreciate it. Bye. 
Okay, Digital Turbine Inc. A is an Apple, P is in Paul, P is in Paul, S is in Sam is a symbol. A P P S. Develops mobile software that enables mobile content distribution and transactions. It's a 5.4 trillion, 5.4 billion dollar company. Trillion. <laughs> 5.4. So it's a mid cap company. Selling for $61 a share. It's going to make 64 cents this year. After making $0.20 cents a share last year, it's going to make $0.89 cents a share next, next year. Sales growth the most recent quarter was 116%. Before that was 93%. Before that was 45 Before that was 18 Before that, the four quarters before that was in the 30s. So it's growing very fast. That's why you're seeing... Um, that's why you're seeing you know, estimates higher than it's probably worth because of the growth. Whenever you have a growth company, you have higher estimates than normal. So it's growing very, very fast. And at $61, you would think making $81 a share, $61 is really, really high because it was at 80, 90 PE. Return on equity is very good at 31%. Uh, debt is pretty low. Management owns six percent. So you're buying this based on its future growth. If it can maintain that growth, it's going to go higher. But I wouldn't chase it, and that's what you're doing if you buy it. You're chasing this thing because it's moved up from two, three dollars back in uh, June of that this most recent year to uh, sixty-one dollars. It's too late. We're too late to the game here. Now, does that mean it won't go up higher? Yeah, it could go up higher, but I don't like chasing them this far into their rally. You know, it just to me, it's, you're just you're too late. If you got to wait for a pretty decent sized pullback, if you really want to get into it, APPS is a symbol. I'm Steve Peter. You're listening to Invest Talk, and so are many other people. Uh, you know, the greatest number of our listeners are here in the United States, of course, but we get we get people from all over the world. And it's really kind of gratifying a little bit. Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, China, Japan, Switzerland. I mean, Saudi Arabia, Russia, India, Korea, Thailand, yeah, from everywhere. So Justin and I want to thank everybody for downloading the program, and we appreciate all your calls and questions. And please continue to ask your family and friends to listen. I think it's a valuable resource for people. You know, you don't get too many places where you can ask professional questions all you want on something that is kind of, for most people, unknown, how to invest. So we're really, uh, we're really gratified that a lot of people are taking advantage. So please continue to do so. You can also take a look at your own portfolio. You can go to our website, investtalk.com, and you can uh, participate in the risk questionnaire, which will grade your risk or how much risk you're comfortable taking. And we can compare that with the risk you actually are taking in your portfolio. So it's kind of a neat little survey tool there. Appreciate it. It's riskalyzed. Just go to our website, investtalk.com. And, of course, you're welcome to call our office at KPP Financial in Irvine, California. So we want to help you as best we can. We really do want to help. But now our phone lines are open. You can call 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is always made better when our listeners contribute their questions. Hi guys, Lee from North Carolina here. I had a question about Stitch Fix. 
ticker SSIX. So tell your friends and family members they can interact in real time with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein during the Invest Talk live stream program between 4 and 5 p.m. Pacific time. Hey, Justin and Steve, this is Phil in Washington, D.C. Love you guys. I've learned so much. Or they can leave their questions anytime, 24 7, in the Invest Talk voice bank. Look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Thanks. Remember, for live or recorded questions, the number never changes. 888-99-CHART. Hey, this is Carl from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, need to get your uh, opinion on uh, BTG. It's trading at 574 at the moment. I was wondering if I should hang on or get rid of it. If you could let me know on the next show, I'd appreciate it. Okay, BTG is B to Gold Corporation, Canadian company engaged in gold mining in Nicaragua, Nimbia, Nibia, and the Philippines. It is a five point, uh, yeah, five point two billion dollar company, so it's a mid cap. It's growing its earnings around fifty sixty percent the last two three quarters. Before that, it was in the thirty percent. Uh, it's going to make fifty cents a share in two thousand twenty, and about the same. 2021, and it's a $4.96 stock, so that means it's a 5 PE. It pays a dividend of 3.2%, management owns 1%, the very slow debt, mutual funds are buyers, they almost doubled the number of mutual funds in a year. I would not sell this company. I would not. Uh, Why? Because I think gold's going higher. I think inflation is going to come, and it's going to benefit commodities and gold and silver kind of stocks. Kind of like silver better than gold at this point, but that's neither here nor there. This is a B2 Gold Corporation, I think is one that you hold on to. And I realize it's gone down this year from, you know, $7 in the last year down to today's $4.96, but I'm okay with that because it has good profitability. Return equity is 13%. Cash flow is $0.47 cents a share, and it's a $40.96 a stock. So I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I kind of, I think it's the kind of company that you hold on to. Okay, BTG. BTG. Okay, so Australia regulators say Google's ad, ad uh, business that, that, that they sell uh, it's going to have to be their their dominance is going to have to be addressed. They didn't say what does that mean. They think lack of competition is a problem, so they're going to do something to Google. Add that to the EU and Britain and the United States. Going to do something. We have a live caller on you know on standby. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you with achieve financial freedom. Give me a call. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go to Kyle in Walnut Creek, California. Kyle. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Thank you for the waiting. Thank you for taking my call. So 
So I have a question about fully paid lending. It's something I came across on E-Trade. I wonder if you know about it and maybe give me a better explanation. What is it called? Fully paid what? Lending. Fully paid so, lending. Correct. Hmm. No, I don't know what that is. Fully paid lending. I do not know uh, what that is. They say it's an easy way to increase the potential of your portfolio by borrowing paid securities back to E-Trade. Uh-huh. Okay. When you are borrowing securities, no matter how they define that, that's some term they're just coming up with, by the way. But if you're okay. borrowing securities, that means you're going on margin. And when you borrow uh-huh. securities, that means you have to pay interest on that borrowed security. So how much does it cost you to borrow that security? So there's always going to be costs associated with borrowed securities, and you're the guy that's paying for it. So okay. be very, very careful. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that term, but if you're talking about it's called, they're borrowing, you are borrowing securities and putting them in your portfolio, then you're, you're on margin, and that's, you've got to pay margin costs. Sorry, I don't know about yeah, that term. I'm not term. sure if I'm borrowing or they're borrowing, but I'll reach Somebody out to give is, them more clarification. If they're borrowing yeah, right. and put, if they're borrowing, they're put, pushing the cost on you. You know, they they're not going to pay the cost. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't know that term. That particular thing, it's kind of strange. Okay, win-win. The banks, large corporate banks, are lending, are giving, giving billions of dollars to charity. But it's really a win-win situation. The American Economic Association did a study, and it showed that companies, big companies that give billions of dollars to charity, which is a great idea, and we love it, right? We want them to do that, but it's not necessarily out of the kindness of their own heart. Okay, I want to say it's kindness because they don't have to do it, right? They don't. But what happens is they've noted in this, in this survey, they said that, the companies, big companies that give to charity actually helps their bottom line. They grow market share, and they actually make more profits in the future because of that. Because given to charity, big time given away, grows market share. And yeah, I'm sure you've seen those Honda, Honda, the Honda commercials where they you do a good deed for somebody. I think that's what they're talking about, stuff like that. People think think favorably of these companies when they see them do that, and they want to, they want to give them their business. Makes perfect sense. I'm all for it. Please support them. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so I I just you know I was thinking trying to figure well what's the angle when I read this? Okay, you know because everybody thinks corporations are bad. They're not bad, everybody. But everybody has that concept in their head. They're not doing anything for free. Well, I think this is a win-win. It's a win-win for them, win-win for charity organizations, win-win all the way around. Let's encourage that win-win. I'm I'm all for it. I want to encourage it. Okay? Okay, and I just so you know, I had a little bit of eye surgery, and that's why Justin has been taking a day or two for, for me here and there. Uh, but that's all cleared up, so I should we should get back to our routine uh uh, a, a routine schedule starting uh, next week. I will be here uh, tomorrow, like I am here every Friday. And you know we'll talk about the KPP Premium Newsletter a little bit, because I do that every 
Friday um, and give you some of the statistics. It's interesting that, you know, there's a, there was a lot of economic numbers out this week, a lot. And there was a lot of corporate earnings reports out this week. And the corporate earnings are coming in much stronger than expected. So, you know, they always, okay, corporate earnings always come in higher than expected because that's how Wall Street sets it up. But this was even better than Wall Street expected, which is kind of interesting. I'm Steve Peasley, and that completes another Investop program, everybody. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our program, a free podcast downloads. We post a new program each weekday shortly after the end of the live stream broadcast that ends at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So get your free downloads at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and, of course, investtalk.com. And we would like you to review us if you would. We would. We ask you to call with any questions, any financial questions you have. Call our voice bank. Leave the question at 888-99-CHART. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.